All right. Welcome to another edition of Love & Miles Sessions Live. we got all kinds of wonderful stuff coming up for you. We have an interview coming up in just a few minutes with Deborah Bonham and her husband, Peter. Yes, Deborah Bonham as in John Bonham's sister. So that's going to be amazing. So stick around for that. In the meantime, we're going to play a couple songs from their latest release that's coming out on April 29th, and we're going to start off with a song called Can't You See What You're Doing to Me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
All right, you're listening to and watching 11 Mile Sessions Live, and my guests today are Deborah Bonham and Peter Bullock, and um, they have a brand new album that's coming out uh, next week. We're going to talk about that, and in case you were wondering, you heard that last name, Bonham. Yes, it's the same Bonham. <laughs> so how are you folks doing today? Very good, Scott. Good Thank to meet you. Thank you, Scott. Nice to be on your show. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So how are things this evening? How's the weather there? It's beautiful. We've got the sun shining. It's yeah. a lovely evening sun. Yeah, which makes huh? a change here. So it's good. We're getting about the same. I, I can't really convert the uh, Fahrenheit to Celsius, but it's about 50 degrees here. I don't know what yeah. it's like there. About the same. That's about 50 is not warm. 50s, no, we're, we're, on we're about, about 60. We're about 65. I there you think. go. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, in Michigan, 50 is like T-shirt, shorts, and go swimming weather. <laughs> <laughs> we're used to it oh, being okay. quite cold. <laughs> your, t- your tough cookies like uh, north of England, Newcastle people. Yes, exactly. I was actually in England back in 2018, and I found the weather being pretty close to the same as Michigan. Where about fact, swinging? Uh, I went all over the place. I toured to like England, France, Germany, Belgium. Uh, what I did is I met some people in um, central London, and I hung out with somebody in Manchester, and I went to Blackpool, England, for the Rebellion Punk Festival. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. Wow. Punk festival. Who did you see in the punk festival? Uh, almost everybody. 
<laughs> it's uh, been going on for over 20 years. It's a four-day festival in Blackpool every single year, the first weekend in August. I saw the Buzzcocks. I saw Public Image Limited. I saw the Damned, GBH. I mean... It, the, Vibrators living there? What's that? Vibrators. They would have been there? I think they were there, too. I mean, it would be easier for me to list the people I didn't see than the yeah. people I saw, the, you know. But it was a fun time. It was a great time. I, I don't know if you've ever been to Blackpool. Yes, yeah, I went with my brother John, actually. What's that? I went with my brother John. When he was alive, we, me, him, and Jason um, went up to Blackpool to the fair there. So it was oh, a yeah. Last yeah, time they... I was so I must have been about 15. They still have everything going on. You have the uh, carnival, you have the Ferris wheel, you have all the little things for the kids to check out and buy little goodies, you know, the cheap whatevers and <laughs> but it was a good yeah. time but anyway um so um we're here to talk about your new album you're going to be releasing that next week on the 29th i believe yes yeah that's right the uh, bottom bullock it's uh 13 uh, brand new versions of songs that span 70 years so in a kind of a blues jazzy soul rock kind of vibe mm -hmm. we've sort of Given them, they're all different artists, and we've given them quite a bit of treatment to make it our version, and uh, uh, it, it, it makes a great kind of a blues rock and soul album. Mm -hmm. Probably being compared in the in the, in the days of the swaggering sort of uh, <clears throat> late sixties, early seventies kind of bands, you know, uh, the Humble Pies or Free or Zeppelin or that kind of thing. So it's it's not a, it, it would sit very well in those kind of record collections. Yeah, I, I'm really liking it a lot. I, I grew up on that kind of thing. My first introduction to blues was actually Led Zeppelin. And I, I listened to the early stuff they did in the first couple albums. But uh, some of my favorites were songs like T for One, you know, mm. and that kind of stuff. So I, love I want... One. I'm sorry? Yeah, I love, I love T for One. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, so I'm wondering, uh, was that something that you and your brother shared, a love for music like that, that kind of blues? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he, he had it before me, you know. Um, it was 14 years between us, so he had it way before me, but I just grew up listening to it all. So mm -hmm. that blues, Motown, big bands, uh, West Coast, you mm -hmm. name it. It, it yeah. was just, that was full of music. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we joined Led Zeppelin, you know, it was full of Led Zeppelin and lots more music of the mm -hmm. time. So, yeah, I mean, I've just grown up with a great mix of, of music. Same yeah. as you, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, <coughs> I think mine was more pre, you know, I, I really did. It was pre-70s because I got all the big band, all the blues, the, the mm -hmm. Motown, all of that, uh, the James Browns. It was just all, whereas Pete, sort of grew up more with the 70s music, didn't you? Well, sort of late, late 60s would have been sort of, uh, you know, the, the Joe Mail, the Beano album, you know, with uh, Clapton and the, all the free albums, which were from about 68 onwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, there, was a, there was a common thread, and plus it, some of the Irish players as well, like uh, it was like Johnny Feen from Horse Lips and stuff, so and Paul mm -hmm. Tossoff from Rory and Rory Gallagher. Rory Gallagher. I was going to say Rory Gallagher. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Well, Rory was the guy that I got to see the most because uh, he would play in Belfast every year. There was nobody yeah. else would come to 
Yes. You lucky bastard. <laughs> I was about 15 years old and I bunked off school for the day and went down to the Ulster Hall where Rory was playing that night. And I just snuck in and went up backstage and uh, ended up sitting in the dressing room all afternoon changing strings on his guitar. He didn't have a load of crew changing strings. He'd do them himself. So I'd sit in there, sit and chat with him and pick up the old strings, put them in my pocket and uh, off I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, such an inspiration. That's wonderful. I wish I could have been there. How about early uh, Fleetwood Mac, the real early stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I love them too. That, that's what I was going to mention, actually. Peter Green and that, that era, that, that era of guitar, Les Paul and Peter Green was just beautiful. In fact, I got to play the guitar uh, probably about, I guess it must be about 20 years ago. Gary Moore was doing a concert in. Uh, uh, London, and it was being televised for MTV. So it's it's one of those concerts that uh, it, it's out there on YouTube or on video or something. Gary Moore mm -hmm. playing to a very intimate audience in a very small stage, and mm -hmm. uh, MTV put out the cameras there, and, we, and it was an invite audience. And Mo Foster, who's a sort of renowned sort of session bass player, and he was in the Jeff Beck group in the seventies, and Phil Collins. He's a, he's a very well-known uh, guy, Mo Foster. He produced our album, The Old Hide. Uh, okay. So he also played with Gary Moore quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And Gary was on his solo albums. So Gary invited him to this just invited audience only, uh, him and his wife. Well, his wife didn't want to go, so I became Mo Foster's wife for the evening, so I got to go. Very nice dress you wore. I know. And then, yeah, even with the lipstick. So, so I met... So we, <laughs> I still dress up. It's the heels I have in trouble with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to wear them every day, Peter. <laughs> the underwear isn't I've got, I've got no problem with the underwear. I love that. <laughs> you know, every night I come home and I rip the white snickers off because the elastic's killing me. Does she mind? <laughs> the elastic's killing me. I got it. Where well, you got that from? I'm just asking if your wife minded. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I don't, I don't know. I know you've got loads. Well, the judge said it was big of me. <laughs> Very big of you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we had a, we've got a shared love of... Um, Rubbish Fleet, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Because I think I was about seven, ooh, about, right about seven or something, and I bought um, uh, Fleetwood Mac's uh, Oh Well, and I just loved that. I think there was something in me that whenever there was fast bits in songs, like, oh, well, had this great bit where it goes mental, doesn't it? This is like we've got a Wayne's World. Yeah, it was. Dead's World, Dead's World. And I loved the same bit in Led Zeppelin, Safe and Confused. I was about around about the same age when I had both. Let's do that then. So we were, I, I was playing that to all my little friends who just could not mm -hmm. get it whatsoever, you know. So we had a shared love, and I carried yeah. on to Lovely with Mac yeah. through this, to the girls joining this, this, as well. Gary, this Gary Moore show, uh, after it was finished, um, we, we hung around to uh, say hello to Gary, and uh, he, uh, all the stage was still set up, and Peter Green says Paul was sitting there in a guitar stand. We were standing on the stage talking to Gary, and B.B. King had been a guest that night as well. So we had B.B. Uh, King's Lucille sitting there, and Peter Green's famous 59 verse Les Paul sitting there. 
and I noticed that there, there's like a sort of blues combo amp was still there with the red light on. But I said to Gary, do you think I could play Peter Green's guitar? And he went, yeah, sure, mate. I'd get away with it because uh, Gary Moore was from Belfast and I was from Belfast, so mm-hmm. so he, he let me do anything. So, <laughs> so I, I put on the Peter Green guitar just in this empty hall and uh, I just played the intro to Need Your Love So Bad. Just the first five notes, that was it, and then that was <laughs> enough. And then set it down. Uh, and, uh, amazing player, Peter Green. And, um, he, and then I looked over at B.B. King's guitar and said, can I have a gold B.B. King's guitar as well? He went, yeah, sure, mate. So I put B.B. King's guitar on. Just picked it up and just played one of B.B.'s uh, signature notes. You know, the single note where he goes, mm-hmm. B.B.'s signature kind of licks. And that was it. Just played that, set the guitar down, and Gary just said, is that all you want to play? I went, yep, that's that's it. No, I can, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Because in 20 years' time, I'm going to bore Scott with this uh, story. So. <laughs> you should have said bored me. I'm like, oh. I'm all sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> all that just to play one note. I mean, you could have just played something. But that's what B.B. King did, though. I mean, he could yeah. make the world go, oh, my God, with just one note, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You it know. was a different note played though <laughs> yeah bb played the right one <laughs> yeah. BB, i heard a great bb king story the other day i think it's i can't remember what guitarist he was talking to but they they he had a go in their guitar and they were using heavy strings you know which which a lot of blues players use heavy guitar strings i do as well and he, he picked up this guitar and he got and he went to bend the strings he said hey man why are you crying so hard <laughs> He just uses light gauge strings so he doesn't have to try so hard. Well, there you go. There's less. And it was like, yeah. So that all these all these people like myself have been struggling with the heavy strings, thinking that the more you wrench at the guitar, the more. And BB just says, "No, man, don't try so hard." <laughs> no, you don't have to. Less is more, right? Yep. He's a man. All right. So. Um... This new album is going to be self-titled, right? Bonham Bullock, and mm-hmm. it's coming out next week. And it starts out with a single that, let me see if I got my uh, notes in front of me, Albert King with Can't You See What You're Doing to Me? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, that was that. So we, so, we, had, we had to give it a slight twist from High Albert did it, because, of course, High Albert King did it. It's uh, probably the uh, coolest of the cool. So we kind of said... Uh, Went a bit, yeah, you got to take. We went a bit sideways, maybe to. No, we we did our. I mean, we did our interpretation. I mean, with all these songs, you mm. you can't just copy them. You know, when you when you're dealing no. with people like Albert and Obi Wright and some Cook and, and and you know and the rest, we absolutely adore these these artists and the songwriters, mm. and so we had to find a way to, to to do it. You know, bring our soul to it and mm. and make it us. But keeping the the respect and the integrity for the the, the song and the writers, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, it, if there was room for another version of the song that would be yeah, cool well, and respectable as well. You know, that's sort of the oh it, yeah, and we did we did have to dig really deep because you know you you've got it's you're putting yourself out of your own comfort zone and you're mm-hmm. carrying this weight like you know you want to do Albert King proud, you don't want to do something that's nonsense, you know, but uh, it worked out, didn't it? We just, 
we just sort of did it organically rather than really sit down and go now you know let's make it different because when you do that it becomes fake so it's got to come from your heart and soul you know um it's a hard balance isn't it you know yeah paying respect to the the original musician but still not changing it so much like what what are you doing (laughs) you're ruining my song you know Yeah. yeah you have to that respect and keep your integrity of the song mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so all of these songs are covers correct yes um they are uh, yeah they span about seven decades you know there's mm-hmm. some contemporary in there mm-hmm. uh, the mark lanagan song um bleeding muddy water he oh was, that's a uh, mark lanagan song that's mark lanagan yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and, i was listening to that I, earlier today i love that song that's a great song you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, as soon as I heard it, I just knew that we would be able to bring ourselves to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I said to Pete, if we're going to do this, I want to do it so that it's not just a, a blues album with all of those blues songs that, are, that mm-hmm. you know, everybody does. I just, I wanted it rooted in blues, mm-hmm. but I wanted to some more contemporary stuff. And, and um, Mark Lanigan, I just loved that track. And, it was so sad because I was so thrilled with it when we finished. Mm-hmm. We really we get it to him, didn't yeah. we? And of course, he passed away a couple of months ago. Was he was able really... to actually hear it, though, the final version? No, no, no. We, we had expected to get it to him. Yeah. So it was, oh, it was quite, quite a shock when yeah. he passed about two months ago. It was one of those things. Where, because we got the songs to uh, quite a few of the, art, the original artists and uh, mm-hmm. got to hear uh, our version of their songs. And uh, and Mark Lanigan was you know next <laughs> and sadly uh, passed, passed away, away before we got to his guitarist has written to us. Guitarist, yeah. some, some one of the, uh, one of our interviews, the uh, uh, the DJ was a friend of the guitarist and uh, hooked us all up together, and he loved it so much. Right? Yeah, mm. so we it was yeah we we I particularly I particularly wanted to uh, to play it to Mark because he'd been working with. John Paul Jones as well, and I just so wanted to get it to him, and we got it finished, mastered, and uh, and he passed away. So it was yeah, it was sad. But, it's a tragedy. That's the thing mm. with a lot of musicians, though they they go way too soon, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah, you would know that, would you? <laughs> Sorry I'll about do that. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> So I wanted to ask you, though, I mean, I know a lot of people want to ask about your brother. They always want to talk about the rock style thing and, um, you know, how he ended up passing and all that. But uh, you were talking earlier about how you guys would go to Blackpool. What's a, one of your favorite stories about him, you know, just hanging out with him when you were a young girl? And you Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, you know, he was funny. We had a mm-hmm. lot of laughs, you know. I mean, he, the man that was at home wasn't the 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 one you read all the various stories about, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and I, most of those aren't actually even true because I've been with him when he was supposed to have been doing something and I was in the south of France with him. So, you know, it's a, it, uh, take it with a, a, a pinch of salt. But um, he was a really funny, home-loving man and we used to have such laughs. I mean, mm-hmm. we'd have guests, like, there used to be a, a, a program over here called the, the uh, It's a Knockout and it's like a game and um we john had a swimming pool so we used to have big blow up uh floating mattresses mm-hmm. and it'd be me and jason and uh my, our cousin paul 
and um, John and maybe Matthew uh, who worked for him. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Bless um, you. Thank you. And uh, and then we'd have this, you know, trying to bash each other off to get, you know, throw the other one. And we, we had such a laugh at doing it. There was always something going on, you know, mm -hmm. always. Or we'd suddenly get up and go, let's go to Blackpool. And we go on one of those log rides that splashes into the water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was a really funny, great guy. We, we had one night where he just went and got a big old cassette machine, video cassette thing, mm -hmm. and played me the Isle of Wight Festival with Jimi Hendrix. And we just both sat there watching this, and he was going, now watch this guy play, because I, I hadn't really, I didn't really know much about Jimi Hendrix. And yeah. um, it was fantastic, you know. So, yeah, it was, we had a lot of good laughs, a lot of parties, a lot of family parties. Mm -hmm. That's where Jimi always made to play the drums John would start on the drums and then he'd be going come on Jason go on the drums so there was Jason playing away and we'd all be dancing you know so it was yeah it was a great time so how yeah. old was uh, Jason when he started playing under his father well Jason must have been about three two something like that mm -hmm. yeah bless him he used to sit there and play his drums and uh, he, I mean, he was great when he was a kid, you know, <laughs> he was a really great drummer. And he's a funny guy too, Jason's funny. So there's always a lot of humor. That's nice. That's the best way to remember him. I got to admit, I, you know, Led Zeppelin was one of my first forays into music as I got older. I was a teenager. Um, I bought albums before. They were like kiddie stuff, you know things based on cartoons and fantasy and all that. But my first album purchase was Led Zeppelin four. And mm. I think I played that thing to death <laughs> when I was a young man. And uh, I tried to see him twice. Uh, they played the Pontiac Silverdome here in the Detroit area and they sold out immediately. And that was back in the days where you didn't buy tickets online. You had to stand in line and buy them. Um, yeah. And they yeah. broke, they broke a record that day. They sold 76,000 tickets in one day. And wow. keep, keep in mind, this is 1970, no, it's not 76, 77. Uh, scalper tickets were going for like $400 back then if you wanted 40. to buy tickets. Yeah. I mean, that's imagine. That's, that's ticket tote. Yeah. Scalpers. That's yeah. a lot of money back then. $400 for one that's ticket. That's a lot of money now. Party. Yeah, okay. but you can imagine wow. what it was like in '77, right? Yeah, <laughs> it would that's take a, a it would plan. take you like two months to make that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, wow. And then I had a ticket in my hand for Joe Louis Arena in 1980, and of course the show never happened. Mm. I still have the ticket at home. It was like, damn. <laughs> but anyway, enough of that. I, I appreciate you. Being with me for like memory lane or whatever. But anyway, uh, so this new album's coming out next week, and you're going to be touring in Europe and the UK. Uh, any chance you're going to make it to America? We hope so. Don't we're, hoping, we're, <clears throat> we're in talks with some uh, agents at the minute. So uh, nothing concrete at the minute, but we're in talks with for uh, autumn and sorry, yeah, for fall, fall Later or possibly on the spring next year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get back there. We, we toured there in uh, 2018 when we did the, uh, it was called the Stars Align Tour, and it was uh, Deborah, uh, Deborah Bonham, followed by Ann Wilson, 
and then Jeff Beck and then Paul Rogers. So it was big. Uh, it was big entourage going out touring all the uh, the sheds. I think they're called in America. Yeah, but you, you were you were Paul's backing band. Yeah. So uh, the, Paul Rogers used uh, Deborah's band, uh, myself and mm-hmm. uh, on guitar, uh, Rich Newman on drums, Jared Lewis on keyboards, and Ian Rowley on bass. Mm-hmm. So it was all it was all, uh, it was all Deborah's band being Paul Rogers' band for the tour, which we had we had also toured the UK the previous year as that band. It's and they called it Free. So it was uh, we were concentrating mainly on Paul Rogers' Free catalog. Okay. So, and uh, I, I grew up listening to Paul Kosloff, as we were saying earlier. So, mm-hmm. so it kind of had some sort of bit of a sound, like sort of slotted in nicely with the Free stuff. So. Yeah, that's... Well, a lot of people wanted that gig, and you got it, so it was it was brilliant, really really good. And it, yeah. I, I played, I opened it up with an old friend of mine, Ian Hatton, who I grew up oh, well when I knew him from a uh, teenager, and Ian was the guitarist with Jason in the Bonham <clears throat> Band. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a great tour. So and we, we, we it went down a storm, didn't it? All of it, it, it and great, we just thought we just so want to come back. We yeah. came back in 2019. Yeah, we did some. Room. Yeah, we did some legendary clubs, and we yeah. came back and just did it with the R band. So it was a Deborah Bonham the band, and we we did some great clubs. Uh, Daryl's place, you know, the mm-hmm. you familiar with that club upstate Darryl New York. Hall's. Darryl uh, Hall's place, you know, Hall and Oates. Oh, okay, okay. I've heard yeah. of it, but I've yeah. never been. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, Daryl's house, and then uh, we just played on the east coast. You know, yeah. we did New York, and, and we did Levon Levon Helms place up in Woodstock. Okay. We played played at his club, and then we did the cutting room in New York. So that was all. Uh, so we just two we, venues on New Jersey. We we're just we're just keen to get get back, aren't we? So hopefully, yeah, yeah we'll be there later this year. Uh, hopefully, you make it to Detroit. Oh, we did Detroit in '97. What Pete's we, about to say? Yeah, we did. We did Detroit '97. We did that as a, as a double bill with Jason, uh, Jason Bonham Band and uh, Deborah Bonham. So okay. that, that was we. I'm not sure around. we were a double bill. No, oh, we were opening up. For <laughs> Just in case Jason went. Wait a minute. You were in the same <laughs> building, you know. <laughs> You've yeah. ever, ever elevated. Same building, same bus. You have so elevated yourself, haven't you? I, uh, Since playing with Paul Rogers, it is. And uh, we did have two tour buses for that, though, and then ours broke down after about the fourth gig, so we all ended up in the same bus. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, it was a it was a hoot. We had an incredible time. But yeah, we're very keen to come back, I, and we definitely want to come to Detroit because Detroit was very cool. I remember in, in Detroit at the club we played there. Uh, so I can't remember the name of the club. Somebody told me recently what it was called. Well, they said it's actually changed names, so it is still going. Was there a Mosquito Club? I think it, it was the Mosquito Club, or the Mosquito mm-hmm. Rooms. Something I'm not like that. sure about that. My sound engineer yeah. might know. Yeah, I think, I think it was Mosquito name. But we got to do. We did uh, Detroit Rock City and Soundcheck. Oh, okay. This song. We thought yeah. we're in Detroit. We have to play this. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Deborah didn't. She didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Token Lounge is in Westland. It's not that far from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. Place has been around for over fifty years and it's still going strong. So maybe if you can play there, that would be awesome. Yep. We'll put it on that list. Yeah, and we were mm-hmm. on a radio show as well. What was that guy? We we got a I'm not I can't remember. Mad Ma- Ma- ah, He's called Mad Cow. Was that Detroit? 
Did you have a DJ called Manco? Was that Mount Detroit? I, I, don't, know. I, I don't know. I thought I saw a sticker on one of the amps or crates or something. Mad cow. <laughs> Not ringing a bell, but then again, you know. Yeah. It was a long time ago, and I can't remember it either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the plan is to, to get back out there for, you know, the end of this year, which would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, if we can play Detroit, we'll be thrilled. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, I thank you so much, both of you, for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. And, thank you, uh, Thank you. And we look forward to the new album. Again, it's coming out on the 29th. Um, if, do you have off the top of your head, like uh, you can tell our uh, listeners, viewers, exactly where they can get this album and all the yeah, it's, usual? It's going to be available in all the usual places for download and streaming, but it's a physical CD copy as well. Amazon is probably one of the easiest ones to run off the tongue, but uh, mm-hmm. I would like I would like to say there's other places, but I can't think of them. It's, <laughs> so. on, it's on pre-order. It's, uh, it is on pre-order at the moment, so you can pre-order okay. it now. Yeah, and you, you can, I, but you, you, you need to sell more of them. So, Amazon. Uh, yeah, but uh, also the website. So there's deborahbonham.com. Okay. It's got all the details on there. It's got all our tour dates and uh, all, the, all the record. I nearly forgot that. Uh, and I think you can get a T-shirt there as well. And I've been, told, that, t- I've been told it's going to be available on vinyl, correct? Well, you you know more than we do. We're we're trying to get the, persuade them to put it on vinyl. Have you heard that we've succeeded? <laughs> well, I I don't think it's a question of wanting to or you know being able to. It's like waiting on it. Um, yeah, yeah. To get something uh, pressed on vinyl right now is like forever. I don't care who you are, you know. Even Bill Gates yeah. has to wait for a vinyl record. <laughs> yep, sixteen to twenty-four weeks currently. Uh, at least minimum. I think over here it's yeah. even worse. So, yeah. but uh, we look forward to it, and um, maybe I might speaking run. Of, Go ahead. Speaking of t- I just realized that uh, the T-shirt I'm wearing tonight. Uh, Delorean the Motor Company. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Run DMC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what I thought it was too. DMC. <laughs> Oh my God! he made a bit of noise in Detroit, didn't he? Uh, when he's part well, of when he was part of Chrysler, he had the actual DeLorean vehicle. wasn't it Wasn't it his car in Back to the Future? Yeah, it wasn't. But he went to Belfast, where I'm from. So okay. As, as a kid, as a kid, I used to see about 200 DeLorean cars every day going past my father's window. Wow. On, on their way to be transported over to America. They built them in Belfast, oh. in Northern Ireland, the DeLorean car. So how old is that T-shirt then? Uh, well, this T-shirt isn't one of the originals. Okay. <laughs> they accidentally found it online or something. Like, oh, that's cool. Nobody has one of those, so I'll have it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, thanks so much for having us, Scott. That's, it's been wonderful to meet you. And thanks to all your listeners as well. Thank you. You too. It's been a pleasure. Maybe I'll see you again. I'm, I'm actually going to go back to Blackpool first week in August for that Rebellion Punk Fest again. I love wow. it so much. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. it's just a fun time. I highly recommend it. Everybody is wonderful. The audience is great. Um, you, you have to find a band that you like there. I don't know if you're into Gary Newman. 
He's headlining one of the nights. I like this new stuff, actually. I thought it was really good. I saw him not so long ago. Yeah. I'm pleading the fifth. Yeah, yeah, it's not you. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have any guitars. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing about that. We're we're not... (laughs) We're not punky enough, so I don't. I don't wouldn't, wouldn't mind being punky. I, I was. One of the best. Uh, I used to go and see Stiff Little Fingers in uh, Belfast all the time. They're going to be there this year too. Oh, yes. Well, I had tickets. I had tickets to see them just before the lockdown, and uh, kept getting postponed. And then they'd try again and postponed. But yeah. in the end, the concert last month, and I, I wasn't able to go, so I lost my tickets. So. Ah, but I used to. As a teenager in Belfast, I used to go and see them, Jake Burns and Henry Quinney. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's something for everybody there. I know Squeeze is pl- I'm sorry? You, you have, have a fantastic time there. Please right. play in the Yeah, enjoy it. All right. Thank I you so much. We're punk ourselves up a bit and get that festival as well. <laughs> you just got to paint that hair on top of your head, Peter Green, and you'll be fine, man. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> You say Peter Green again? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you folks have a lovely evening. Uh, hopefully, we'll Thank be able to you. talk again soon. Um, let's get, let's hook up again when you are uh, ready to tour here in the area, of Detroit especially. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Scott. Okay. All right. Bye, Take care. Bye-bye. 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 All right. That was an interview I did yesterday with uh, Deborah Bottom and her husband, Peter Bullock. That was a a wonderful time. We enjoyed that, as you can see. And uh, hopefully you can check them out. Hopefully they'll make it to the U.S. and Detroit in the near future. Uh, Right now we want to, excuse me, switch over to a video by Big Vin called Perpetual. And this includes all kinds of great Detroit musicians. If you know anything about the local music scene, we have Todd Glass on drums. We have Garrett Balianek, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, on guitar. Uh, Chuck Bartels on bass. And uh, it's a great video. So check it out.
to they stomach full was never in the foot chase funny how i'm a you in a close proximity of someone that's worth the bill consolidate my equities and put my daughter in my will what a thrill generational wealth gone from here i need that carter money and i need that home in beverly hills we at high stakes i lie keep the snakes around me got all these haters mad cause they know i'ma shake some it doesn't matter i got the hustle in my blood i hate the game i love the game I can't get enough. Oh, friends left the bandit. I had to do what was best. No time for the unmotivated. I want to progress. My team connected. We move like the Congress. This ain't no contest. It's subliminally. Move through my mess with a roll with elite. It's a lot of applicants. Tell me if you down for the ride. Is you an advocate? The gang will switch up and kill you. I'm talking super quick. It's time to get it in and out. Then we going too legit. Perpetual, incredible music all in my vessels. Built a plate from the game. My knowledge is edible. Everybody eat it up until they stomach full was never in a foot chase. Funny how I'm a perpetual, incredible music all in my vessels. Built a plate from the game, my knowledge is edible. Everybody eat it up until they stomach full was never in a foot chase. Funny how I'm ahead of you.
myself up with pills and alcohol. The purpose of my being here is true. To wrap myself up in the night with you. Shoulder to shoulder, we do our dance. Under the moon in a love trance. Feeling your sex to the very last kiss. Dance ballerina to the edge of the cliff. It's dark and sick. have a band here to do a live band performance for us and it's Killing Pixies. All right, are you folks ready? Yes, sir. I think so. All right, what are you going to start out with? This is our song Pills. Pills. All right. Just wanna sleep all day. Avoiding messages of warning. 
another pretty day. Go outside and try to get. After hungry, but I gotta eat. After tired, but I gotta Cigarettes, scared of you, so I hold my breath. Tumbling closer to death. Right. <laughs> Killing Pixies live on 11 Mile Sessions Live. All right. Tell me, how'd you guys get started? Well, we started during COVID, actually. Um, me and my sister Lorelei wrote a couple songs, and next thing you know, we have a full band. <laughs> it's been about a year. Okay. Yep. All right. So, what are your influences? Um, I'd say Paramore is probably our biggest influence. Um, really? Yeah, but we also take from a lot of like more classic punk, Bikini Kill, things like that. All right. Well, we'll talk about more about that later, I guess. <laughs> for sure. All right. So what do you have for us now? This is our song, Funeral.
Killing Pixies on 11 Mile Sessions Live. <laughs> so I see all those little patches there, misfits and all kinds of other great stuff. Hello. How did you grow up on that? Um, well, we grew up in a family of musicians, me and my sister, and she kind of introduced me to good music, honestly. So. <laughs> I'm sorry? She introduced me to good music. Oh, okay. Yeah. So awesome. it's all her fault. It is all her fault. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> or fortunately. I guess so. <laughs> so what is your favorite out of all those? Oh, God. That's a hard question. Um, I really love sleigh bells. Do you know them? I've heard of them, yes. They're fucking awesome. You should check them out. Okay. <laughs> They're okay. my favorite. Yeah. All right. And um, what about the like early punk stuff? Like Clash, Ramones? Ramones are awesome, totally. Um, I don't know. That's more you. <laughs> she knows all about old we're, punk. We're pretty big in like, uh, the punk. Like, we kind of have a network in the punk scene. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like we play a lot of shows with like, old, old school punk bands. From much. Detroit, too. Yeah. Okay. They're awesome. What kind of punk bands from Detroit? Like, uh, we play a lot with Keep Away, Bad Assets. I don't know if you know Ralph Smith. He, Bad Assets, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff with him. Okay. PKG, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. we love the local punks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to like the local punks. <laughs> or they'll make you. You can't help it. <laughs> True that. <laughs> All right. What about you, drummer? What's up? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm just zoning out back here, man. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. I'm completely sober, too. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I don't just care. Oh, no, adrenaline is when people are like, are you high? It's like, well, I mean, I just, I just zone out. It's adrenaline. <laughs> That's all about. What are your favorites? Um, like punk? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get some germs in there, the downs. Now we're talking. Uh, <laughs> hey, the curse of the damn, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, Iggy and the Stooges is huge in my personal influence, just with my music. Love them. And that's, uh, Iggy Pop, too, just what he does mm -hmm. on his own. Um, Iggy just turned 75 today. I'm so no. Today? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Kids. This is for him. The old hound is still alive. <laughs> yes. I will walk my ass down the floor to myself and shake his hand and be like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So That's cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys have to make it down to uh, Blackpool in England one day. <laughs> they have a punk festival what? every year, 20 plus years going, uh, first weekend in August, and it's like 250 bands for like the same amount. God damn. That is Let us so in. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> I have 75 cents in my bank account. <laughs> 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 but if you go there, it's like um, four days from 10 a.m. in the morning till 2 a.m. in the morning. Wow. And you have, it's easier to list the bands you can't see there Damn. than the ones you do see there. The Buzzcocks are headlining there uh, this year. Gary Newman's playing there. Oh, I met Gary Newman at Elk Club. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? It's my music. It's funny. Well, my friend, my friend and I, uh, how was he? Dude. Yeah, <laughs> one of my friends with choices. All right, cool. I, I, was, I was very out of it then, too, but, like, I mean, it's just chill. Mm -hmm. Hanging out. It's like, do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. I'm you with know? Gary. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even say that show because I had another show that night too. And my friend and I, who um, I believe the show was like, we ran out there and um, like it was just like quick. And then we're playing a show and like I get home and I'm like, so it was really weird, you know? Somebody I look up to with my voice, but like don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Felt it was that. a good show. That's awesome. It was overcrowded. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have now for us? Up next is going to be our next single. As of now, it's called Be Killed, but that's probably going to change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> guys are having fun. It is a lot of fun. What do you think? <laughs> it's a good time. All right. I'm, having fun. Huh. I'm glad you're having fun. Are you having fun? What's yeah. that? Are you having fun? I'm having fun. Hey. You better be. <laughs> All right, if I have to. Got to dance. Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Get up. 
Well, as soon as we start playing, my mood just boosted because like my car ran out of gas in the parking lot, and like it's just a weird day, and I'll just Good vibes. If you're at home and you're not dancing, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's a real question. Yeah, get the fuck up. That's nice. <laughs> so tell us about your music. Uh, how can we find it? Um, we are on all streaming platforms. We have an EP that we just released and a single um, under the name Killing Pixies. It's on Apple Music, Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube Music. What other ones? iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, Amazon, Amazon Music, whoever needs that. All that, that. stuff. Yep. And we have... <laughs> we have two music videos out, too. If you guys want to check those out, just search Killing Pixies on YouTube. It'll come up. Okay. All right. Cool well, shit. I'll have to check that out. Maybe I can play it next week. Hell yeah, <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. So we have to get a few more people in here so I can mosh. Yeah, okay, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. I'll mosh with you. Yeah, exactly. I'll be out here. She's hard in the mosh. You got to watch out for her. <laughs> She'll step on you. She, I'll she step made, on she you. She goes crazy. I will. I'd probably like it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, you sound like me right now, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I don't think you'd like it if your tooth was missing, though. Oh. I'm sorry? I don't think you'd like it if your tooth was missing, though. Yeah, I... I She's hard. You might, yeah. you might say it's worth it, so be careful. I'm tougher than these kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see about that. I grew up in Hamlet Park. Oh, that's how oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do another song. All right, this song is called Love Bite.
That's my favorite so far. Oh, oh really? Yeah. That's, so <laughs> That's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> Me too. It's got good vibes. <laughs> so how does this work, you being with these uh, three females here, buddy? You know, show up, I play drums sometimes, I write music with them, and that's all happy and joy glee. <laughs> okay. We boss them around. <laughs> so they, they, <laughs> really, they can you carry our shit? Yeah. Boss them around. I'm, <laughs> yeah. way, I'm way too everywhere. <laughs> So they don't kick your ass too much? Oh. Uh, he just doesn't talk time. about it. No, it's awesome. All right. Let's hear from Sis over there. Hey. You talk too much, by the way. <laughs> so <Hey>. sorry. <laughs> so what, um, what inspired you to do this kind of music, the punk? Um, I'm honestly not <laughs> that much into listening to punk. I love going to shows, punk shows, and I love the music itself. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of my inspirations come from folk artists, because I am traditionally a folk player. Are you? Yeah. So a Who lot are of, your uh, heroes? Ooh, Iron and Wine, Sufjan Stevens, and Grouper are my favorite of all time. So. Okay, okay. Modern Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do this punk anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I think I like to add a little touch of what I'm doing. So hopefully it sounds good. (laughs) It does. Mm -hmm. It's a god. I think so. (laughs) It's so good. So it seems like you, all four of you are like from different places. Really is. A little bit. Kind of. I mean. Three of us grew up together. She came in. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as, like, music goes, though. Oh, music. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all over the place. <laughs> You're not, like, you know, all in the same spot. Definitely not. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> that seems to work, work out really well for you, then. Yeah, I think so. That's cool. All right. I like to think that uh, anybody that gets into, like, all kinds of different kinds of music, they make the best musicians. Mm-hmm. They really do. You know, if you're going to say, well... I only like punk, or I only like metal, or I, you know, whatever, then it limits you in what mm-hmm. you can do. Mm-hmm. But if you can, like, embrace all different kinds of music, everything works out really well. Agreed. And you guys have the best of both worlds. Well, thank you. Uh-oh. <laughs> the boss is here. Oh, look at it. I know, I'm not that pretty either. Yeah, well, you know, you get used to it after a while, bud. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Using a long time, but it's still long enough. Just keep smiling, and everything will be all right. <laughs> all right, what do we want to do now? Um, this is. Hey. Um, this next song is called "Suburbia Life."
right, 11 Mile Sessions Live with Killing Pixie. So you're Pixie, and you want to kill yourself, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. They're killing me. We're pushing you. Pushing me. And how did that start? <laughs> Honestly, I have... Okay, well, this came after coming up with the band name Killing Pixies, but have you heard of Adventure Time, the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, Adventure Time. Adventure Time, it's come on, grab your friends. Thing. It's a Gen Z thing. It's like it a might be a Gen Z dog. thing. It's like a little dog and okay. like an adventurer. It's pretty cool. There's a vampire named Marceline in this Adventure Time, and she said, killing pixies is hardcore evil. So that's, uh, here we are. <laughs> so if you're going to genres, or genre is hardcore evil. Hardcore, yeah, hardcore, <laughs> hardcore evil. evil. I know, I just fucked it up, too. Hardcore emo. Okay. Oh, evil. 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 Like, hard. Evil. Hardcore. You are emo. You know who is emo? <laughs> Not Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, you guys ready for the next one? Yeah. This next song. We got one, two, three. Oh, goddamn, what are we going to do? I don't know, I have a dance party. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys covers? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have other songs. Yeah, we have yeah, other songs. We can pull those out. Uh, can we? We play Skater Pop. We can do Skater Pop. Oh, Skater Pop, right. Let's do, uh, let's do Skater Pop. Let's do Skater Pop now. Yeah. Now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could talk a little. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Ask us a couple of questions while we tune. Yeah. Well, I'm, Are you I'm tuned? Ready. Everyone's tuned. I'm ready. All right. What? Yeah. What? Oh God, we don't know many covers. Uh, yeah, none of us have ever played like a. We've, I think we played one cover in our whole careers band, and that's it. Kesha? <laughs> That'd be lit. We're writing that down. Oh, we should do Humble by Kendrick Lamar with that dun 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 Okay. Well. Are you Riss? Riss? Are you Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to add two other songs to our set list impulsively. Wait, wait. What's the second one? Paranoid. Oh. Hi. Skater punk, skater punk to the heart. <laughs> All, right. All right. This is skater punk. Skater punk.
All right. So I started something, didn't I? <laughs> I don't you know. You enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we like I those did. songs. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was cool. That was awesome. All right. So you got some shows coming up, right? When is our next show? Yes. April 30th at CSC campus. CCS. CCS. That's our next show. I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our next it's show. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, raising money f and awareness for sexual assault awareness month. There you go. That was a mouthful. But yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good cause, so I'm it's exciting. I'm down with that. Mm, really me too. Mm, no. Real. Good luck on that, and I hope it raises lots of money, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's awesome. Yep, that really too. is. Okay, and there's something else coming up, isn't there? We got a few shows. We, uh, we're playing the Cinco de Mayo show. Backyard show, I Back think. A what? Show. A Cinco de Mayo backyard show. <laughs> oh, May 5th? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we, uh, we got a show with the Sugar Punk Fairies on May 20th. Mm -hmm. That's a Flint Hard Cider. Yeah. His birthday. Happy I have, birthday. I have a birthday this year because I have a show on my birthday, then the show the day that after. That is your birthday. Probably another one the day after. Uh, yeah, and then the day after that, May 20th, we have a show at American <laughs> Legion, which is the day of my graduation. Uh, <laughs> yep. Graduation? Yes. From what? OCC. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks. What's your degree? It. It's, in, uh, it's in general arts and uh, general science. So it's like... Okay. All right. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's cool. She's a genius. And a little birdie told me that you guys are going to be playing in June. We are. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Corktown <laughs> Music Fest. Tell us about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, we're super excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be at PJ's. Mm hmm. PJ's uh, Lager House. Yep. I think it's, is it Saturday, I believe? Yep. I think, yeah, we're playing on Saturday. Yes. June 11th? Yep. Yeah. All kinds of great bands playing there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, many yeah. good bands. <laughs> Have you guys ever checked out Tiger Sucks? Yes, we, we love, love them. Oh. oh, I'm so excited. I'm so I love them. Excited. I love them. Kelly is awesome. You have no idea how many times I've DM'd them and begged them to just, I was like, we need to get on a card together <laughs> for so long, for so long. And now you have it. I'm, I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. We I literally, I, we, we love them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Idols. Speaking of Iggy, what do you think? She could obviously be no way. Kelly? Oh, I don't mean for real. Oh, I was oh. like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but think about it. Oh, yeah. Same vibe. Yeah. 100%. Oh. She is like a female Iggy Pop, isn't she? And she's gorgeous. Mm. She is amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's my crush. I'm <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that. She's going to wreck that bar. That oh. Night. Oh, oh, yeah. You know it. We're ready. <laughs> and you folks going to help? Obviously. Absolutely. We'll be right there with you throwing right chairs. <laughs> it's not going to be a good night if there's not a bottle, a fifth bottle broken by me. Yeah, mm -hmm. agreed. Or drinking completely by me. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> All right. What do we have now? Um, this is a brand new song. Brand new? Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. new. Uh, <laughs> world premiere? Or? Yeah, world yeah. premiere. Yeah. yeah. We worldwide right now? What's <laughs> up, Siberia? <laughs> <laughs>
11 Mile Sessions live with Killing Pixies. All right. Okay, we got enough time for at least three more songs. Can you do that? We can make ugly as long as two, I bet. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. Really slow down the I'll be playing. Say a few thank yous. Right Next to Sharon is Carrie. Well, if we can go around one more time. Mm-hmm. Bass. What's up? I'm Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> What are your influences as far as bass guitar? The people that made you say, I want to play bass. Wow. Well, my dad plays bass. So okay. That was a big influence in me playing bass. But you're, ta <laughs> you're talking more like bassist. Yeah. For sure. Um, honestly, I really like L7. I really, Bikini Kill again is like. L7, Bikini Kill. L7's awesome. Now Those we're are, talking. No, no <laughs> doubt. Big influence. No doubt. Okay. Yeah, I really like. Uh, you ever heard of Babes in Toyland? Hmm, no, I don't think so. You have to check them out. I do. They were huge in the early 90s, the same time as Nirvana and mm -hmm. all the other bands. Babes in Toyland. Check them out. But L7 was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I got to see them many times live. Uh, they did the uh, second stage, which was like the dirt pile for Lollapalooza in the 90s. Oh, yeah. In the 90s. Oh, yeah. You know, one of those things where if you got in the mosh pit, you got muddy. You know, nice. kind of thing. As it should be. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and you, as far as vocals? Um, well, I love Haley Williams vocally. Um, I also love Courtney Love. Mm. Okay. For vocals. Mm, not, not any other reason. Uh, <laughs> I think she's, her vocals mm. are awesome. <laughs> um, and she's pretty cool. I like her fashion. So I'd say those are probably my two biggest. Um, but honestly, same as Laura, a lot of my music taste isn't just punk. I love folk music, <laughs> like love folk music. We like a lot of the same artists in that way. Um, and I like a lot of just alternative and like weird shit. I don't know if you've ever heard of like Soda Boys 64 <laughs> or uh, <laughs> these are like some weird ass bands that I love. You know, I, I don't know everybody out there. Yeah, no, they're, they're interesting, Steak Fry. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But, you know, just kind of weird shit. I love people who just, I don't know, kind of fuck up their voice when they're singing, bring out <laughs> all that raspiness. I think it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> That's why I love Courtney Love. Well, that would explain a lot, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. Just kidding. Roasted. How about you? Ooh, so for guitar, like, of course, my idol is um, David Gilmore. I, David Gilmore? Yeah, so he was Comfortably like... Comfortably numb? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Can you play that solo? Not off the top of my head, but I could with a few minutes. <laughs> I, was, I was able to do that when I was a younger man. Oh, yeah. I love that solo. It's, he's so good at creating melodies with his solos mm -hmm. and giving a lot of space, which I think is so important in pretty much every type of music. So Shine on, you crazy diamond. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I also love um, everything on metal, so I love Echoes. I'm in it for the 24-minute songs. <laughs> wow. I love a lot of their earlier stuff when they were kind of psyche. Mm -hmm. So kind of pulling from a lot of styles of playing. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he's probably, like, my biggest guitar influence. I'm impressed. <laughs> I always loved him. He's, the fact that uh, at your age, your era, you can get into something like that, a 20-minute song, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my type of stuff. <laughs> Most people, it's like after 30 seconds, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, Mr. Drummer. I'm going to go over here and talk. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I don't really want to talk that loud. Um, <clears throat> shoot. Um, I guess a lot, of, a lot of my drumming started from my dad getting me into Green Day. So mm-hmm. I um, started with, like, Trey Cole. You know what? You know what? <laughs> there you go. Check, check. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it worked. Hey, that worked. Didn't sound like it worked. Yeah, there you go. Really, kind of, kind of, uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I guess it started with Trey Cool of Green Day, and then from there, just cascaded. I mean, from Green Day, got into 90s, and Matt Cameron of uh, Soundgarden Pro Jam, huge influence. Uh-huh. Chad Channing, I honestly respect his drum work more than Dave Grohl. Come at me, Dave Grohl. I want an excuse to be famous. Um... I mean, Dave Grohl, too, kind of, but more Chad Channing. I like his parts a lot more. They kind of fit the music. Mm-hmm. Um, then, I mean, you know, uh, the drummer for No Doubt, I can't remember. I almost got my hair cut like him recently, actually. <laughs> um, Dream Theater, too, man. Yeah. I love oh, John. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Portney? Yeah, Port- uh, Portnoy and Mangini. I think Mangini is the better drummer in the long run, but Portnoy is the more legendary drummer in the long run. Right. I love Portnoy's parts and how he just, like, picks up. Like, he doesn't try to be crazy on his own. He... Mm-hmm matches the craziness of everybody else in the band, and that's what makes him so good that he can pick up on everything everybody's doing just tied together. I really like that, and I put that into my drumming. If you hear with all the catches I do and whatnot, that's very reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. Um, huge Rush fan, like any other kid drummer, Neil Peart, you know. Keith Moon. I uh, don't really like John Bonham, but um, I did like Led Zeppelin a little bit. Uh, a lot of my drumming influence actually comes from more modern music right now and drum corps. I did drum corps in high school and like Zachary uh-huh. Hudson of the uh, Blue Devils was a huge influence to my drumming. Um, yeah. And then, you know, pop punk. So Zach Farrell of Paramore and Trey Cool again of Green Day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Catfish in the Bottle. He actually is a very good drummer, Trey Cool. Oh, yeah. I think no, he's, he's very underrated. He's so you know. like... He does exactly what he has to do, and that's why he's, he, at least h- how I see it, like, he does exactly what he has to do, and it seems just underrated from there. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I mean, dude knows how to play every genre of music really well. It's just he happened to be in a pop-punk band, so he's playing pop-punk parts. Yeah. But he's playing them really well, so. Awesome. A little Hell bit of everything. Yeah. Lots of alt-rock in there. Yeah, I don't got a list like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always ready to talk about music. Come at me. <laughs> All right, let's do one or two more. All right, we got two. All right. You got to make sure you're ready for this one. Uh-huh. This one's wild. This is the one where you're supposed to mosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on. Get
Right. Okay. It has been a pleasure, all four of you. Thank you so much for coming down and playing for us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun. I hope you had fun. Yeah. All right. So we have one more. And mm -hmm. once again, we have Killing Pixies. And this is on 11 Mile Sessions Live. So how are you going to finish it? This last song is called Ugly. Ugly. Finish it with how we started it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Two. <clears throat> one.
Thank you. <laughs> Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. <laughs>